0: Hi everyone, so let me introduce myself. My name is uh, Pasquale Palmieri. I teach Early Modern History at the University of Naples Federico II and today we are having an interview with uh, Professor Giulia De Logo from uh, University Foscari of Venice. She is currently working on a new book. Uh, the title of this book is uh, The Emporium of Wor- Words Free ports as laboratories of information from the 16th to the 19th century. So, a few questions for Julia. Uh, let's start from the first one. Julia, can uh, you outline the structure of your book in brief?
1: Yes, well, the book I am working on is basically divided into two large sections. The first one is like a journey through the real and imagined free ports of the early modern age between the Mediterranean and the Atlantic. Uh, Essentially, it tries to show how the free ports were built. And what emerges very strongly is that to build them, words, edicts, images were even more important than new buildings, than new piers and new warehouses. And that since the 16th century, there was a great deal of attention to the construction control and circulation of information. The second part explains what happened inside the free ports, how this information was created, how it was transformed into knowledge, and how it was then used for reforms and changes in the most varied areas, uh, trade, health, migration, the granting of citizenship.
0: So, perfect. So, let's go with the second question. So, uh, can you give us a sense of of the main arguments of your book?
1: Well, it is a book on information, not essentially on free ports. It aims to explain how communication strategies, uh, which are still vital today, were developed in the early modern age. Uh, To do this, uh, it, it abandons some of the schemes used so far I mean the emphasis on networks and the circulation that seem to give the erroneous idea that information develops like by spontaneous generation. My book instead focuses on two aspects, uh, places such as ports, and agents. Uh, well, the idea is to show that information is never neutral but generates knowledge that then impacts on society and changes it. In short, information is a way to build a political reality. Uh, The other side of the question is that this uh, quantum leap that occurs in early modern information strategy is also a necessary element to understand what modernity really is. Uh, modernity is not a set of values of progress or the affirmation of the modern state. I think modernity is a set of negotiation processes, of encounters and clashes between uh, different spaces and different social components. or so in the orderly modern age itself, there is a growing awareness that the center of these processes is information, and information which is dominated by different narratives that in some way must be disseminated or controlled or transformed into concrete actions.
0: So information seems to be pretty crucial in in your work. And uh, what was your motivation when when you started working on this book? Where did your inspiration come from? In other words, could you tell us uh, what uh, led you to write this book?
1: Yeah, well, exactly. I wanted to understand uh, more deeply how information is constructed in the early modern age and how it is used going beyond the logic of networks, uh, which of course help understand circulation, but not the impact, not the agents, not the, let's say, truly political side of all information processes. Uh, To understand these, uh, I think we have to go back to places. Uh, Port cities seem to me a good starting point. Free ports turned out to be an even more interesting case, uh, because they are very uh, specific spaces, specific institutions. They are both a communicative object, uh, a powerful image and a narrative, and real laboratories where where information is constructed and used in a new and very conscious way.
0: So Julia, uh, was there anything that you found uh, particularly interesting or surprising when uh, you conducted the research on uh, this book uh, for this book?
1: Yeah, well, yes. Um, especially the ima- the image of the free port. Uh, today we are not used to think about free ports. Um, I think that the majority of us don't even know what a free port is. However, I found surprising the power of the image of the Freeport in the early modern age. Its flexibility, its ability to readjust and continuously generate innovations, always putting at the center of everything a, a truly advanced use of information. And what it is, again, surprising, not so much at an economic level, at the level of commerce but, above all, at a political and social one.
0: So this idea of flexibility sounds uh, crucial as well. And the next question, question is in some way connected to the, to the, to the previous one. Uh, how does your book aim to change your research field?
1: Well, if we think about free ports, I would like my book, to really bring out the importance uh, of abandoning an exclusively economic approach in their study. They really were laboratories where much more took place. At the same time, they were also objects of a broad intellectual debate that touched not only trade, but um, concepts such as neutrality, uh, citizenship, uh, public health. Uh, For this reason, They are a truly suitable case uh, for understanding uh, the whole of modernity and within it the centrality of the information processes. These processes uh, which during the 18th century I, I think really became increasingly structured, widespread and aware. Information became a real battleground uh, because it was understood how much its control was necessary in the political sphere when accurate access to data served to formulate winning policies.
0: Now I would like to understand something more about the the connection of this work with your previous work and uh, with your future work as well.
1: Well, uh, in many ways, uh, communication and information were already at the center of my studies. Um, Before, in fact, I concentrated on uh, the media, uh, trying to underline the role of poetry in the diffusion and reconfiguration of a series of values revolving around the concept of virtue. Uh, Three ports, have given me the opportunity to reflect from another point of view on information and communication, to go more to the root of how information is um, created and then it is uh, circulated or controlled. Uh, New scenarios have opened up to me. Uh, That may be the subject of my future research. Well, on one hand, there is high frequency of health information, especially on epidemics. And there is also the progressive emergence of the concept of public health as we know it today. On the other hand, um, the study of report, of information in free uh, reconfirmed me in the idea of the centrality of the Napoleonic moment. To understand the 18th century heritage in the 19th and beyond, in fact, even if we look at Freeport and information, Napoleon acts as a filter and ensures that the early modern age experience reaches the contemporary age and also travels beyond the European borders.
0: One last question, Julia. Um, it's about your readers. Uh, Do you expect them to find something particularly uh, important or significant for them in your book?
1: Well, in general, what I would like is for them uh, to understand uh, that everything uh, I will tell about free ports and information is not an end in itself. Uh, but wants to be a sort of window uh, through which to observe the complexity of reality in a historical perspective, and not only historical maybe.
0: Thank you so much, Julia. I uh, I assume uh, this could be enough to introduce to your uh, work and to the book you are working on thank you very much. Thank you very much.
1: Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much to Pasquale and of course to everyone who will listen to this.